0: Today on Locked On Hornets, Miles Bridges had three criminal counts dismissed in an October incident, and we'll discuss the update there. We'll also get to some of the GM frontrunners and all-star break all today. Locked On Hornets. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We are free and available anywhere you get your podcast, and that includes YouTube. As always, I'm Walker Mayo. You can listen to me on WFNZ every weekday from 12 to 3 p.m. That's Doug Branson. You can find his work on his Substack. EveryHornetsBoxScore.com, and there's David Walker making his weekly Tuesday appearance. You can find him on Twitter at David B Walker, and you can find him right now on YouTube in what is just an absolutely filthy, sick Larry Legend hat. Yes, goes right For all Story again. Indiana State blue. With there you go. North Carolina blue. What is Indiana? Is, is it Sycamore blue? It can't yeah. be right. Is it okay? I didn't it's know. It's just sky blue, blue right? Yeah, I guess it's copycat just- blue. It's what it? Is. it is. Copycat blue, but David is making it work, and it looks fantastic. And you know what else is fantastic for David? Every time he hops on, we get to talk Miles Bridges' legal matters. You excited? You ready to go here, David?
1: I was. That's why. I, that's why I paused on the Tuesday appearance, and it, it is actually Wednesday. Just to confirm. Wednesday. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I really.
0: I look at David, and I see Tuesday. I know. I I, I really did. I really thought it was Tuesday for that moment, but no, it is Wednesday and it's Wednesday with David. And that's why he's in here now. So we can talk about the Miles Bridges news. And so we got this news yesterday. It came in on Tuesday. I'll just read here for accuracy with what Adrian Wojnarowski, Tim Bontemps, I believe Baxter Holmes of ESPN also reporting The Mecklenburg County Superior Court dismissed three criminal counts against Charlotte Hornets forward Miles Bridges on Tuesday due to, quote, insufficient evidence to warrant prosecution per a court filing obtained by ESPN. The court filing states that due to conflicting statements stemming from an October incident that resulted in damage to a vehicle, quote, given the lack of sufficient evidence to overcome the inconsistency of these accounts, the state would not be successful At trial so this is stemming from the October incident that took place right before the season okay already after having been administered a 30 game suspension after missing an entire season miles bridges did because of a felony domestic violence arrest that he eventually pled no contest to then we had a separate incident taking place in October right before the year where there was an accusation of miles bridges throwing a pool ball at the car that had his children in it now these are these accounts as you just heard there were conflicting accounts based off of what was being accused and so now we don't have sufficient evidence to go to court here this is what the update is for miles bridges Doug, i'll just go to you first on thoughts stemming from this not going anywhere anymore and now these three criminal accounts uh, were three criminal counts were dismissed at least with this separate issue that took place in october
2: yeah, not too surprised by it because uh, the Charlotte Hornets were operating with Miles Bridges as if this was ultimately going to be the outcome, or at least you you hope that they had some inclination that this was going to be the outcome, because otherwise, uh, you know any commitment to him long term would have would have be would have been seen as a little bit foolish or not moving on from him at the deadline would have been viewed as as foolish had these criminal charges actually resulted in in punishment that would have meant you know he's going to be serving an even longer suspension uh, by the nba and and so you had to have some idea that the hornets knew that this was ultimately going to be the outcome uh just in terms of just sort of zooming out on it my thought is like it, it doesn't this outcome doesn't change how I feel about the original incident that happened in L.A. I mean, I saw the pictures. I saw the video. Uh, I have my ideas that, and beliefs that I've expressed on the show many times about what I think he did and how I feel about that. But ultimately, now the Hornets have decided second chance. It looks like they're deciding they're going to move forward with him in the future. And all mm-hmm. you can hope, I think, as a fan is that – there are no more of these type of incidents that are going to pop up at critical junctures for the Charlotte Hornets when they do actually play meaningful games like playoff games that there aren't these types of incidents. Because regardless of whose who's fault it is, and often in these kind of messy interpersonal sort of situations, finding one person to blame is, is difficult. But in these types of, of incidents, like they – they pop up for Miles Bridges seemingly at the worst times, before a season, before a draft, before he's about to sign a contract. And so I guess all you can hope for is that that's in the past, that that's done, If especially if they're going to commit to him long-term, that they don't regret that because another incident pops up later on.
0: David, your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, the only thing – I don't think this changes much in the way of what the Hornets were planning to do, what they may be thinking about doing or, you know, uh, have decided to do. I guess we don't really know, but uh, in my mind, they have, you know, made a decision either way, or or maybe they'll wait to see how this whole season plays out. But I, I don't know that this affects that much either way, to be honest, because um, I think it's going to depend largely on, you know, really, how he plays out the rest of the season, um, what they can discuss in the offseason, and and how they want to move forward with this team. I think some of that's still to be determined. Um, but but the Miles Bridges piece, at one point, it felt like that was uh, you know they were ready to move on um, the the trade deadline actions and the the uh, the blocking of any trades by Miles and his team. You know, there's different ways to interpret that, I guess, and you guys cover that uh last week when it went down but i I just don't know that this changes much uh because the hornets have been operating from a place of um you know we're at least going to see this thing play out um more on the court than off in my opinion and so uh i don't know that this does anything to to change that strategy from here
0: on out No, I I understand. Yeah, I'm with you on that completely. And just to you know, gather our thoughts and then move on to the other segment here and talk a little bit more about the GM front runners. I do want to speak about this specific incident that happened on October. The reporting on this from the initial uh, from the onset was a mess. Okay, like once this came out, it felt like news outlets and it felt like any of the outlets that got their hands on that report immediately went to the press with it and it immediately, you know, were writing things that weren't mm. exactly accurate with some of the other reports that would come out afterwards. Like we didn't even know the destination of when the said incident took place. At mm. first it was at Miles's house. At the next time it was at his the mother of his children's house. And I wasn't we didn't even know some of like what the basic stuff was because the initial reporting was spotty it was and this is why okay it doesn't do anything to suggest that anybody was wrong except for miles bridges on the time where he was arrested for felony domestic violence and because of that has a protection order or excuse me, you know, the mother of his children has protection order. He must adhere to a 10 year criminal protection order for the woman, weekly narcotics and marijuana testing and restitution, according to the L.A. County District Attorney's Office. And that would in exchange for no jail time because of him, you know, pleading no contest. So like that situation is still very real. And it's unfortunate how messy this got with this separate incident that, you know, just anyways, they're dismissed, conflicting statements took place, and now they're moving on, and you're right, David, Doug, both of you bring it up. Like, it does look like the Charlotte Hornets are going to make an attempt to bring Miles Bridges back, and after having two incidents off of the court, I hope it doesn't happen again. That's all you can because there are no guarantees.
2: You know, when you sign sign a player, uh, any player – you're not just signing them as a basketball player, you're signing them as a human being with with all of our you know flaws and good qualities uh, and but you're also signing uh, everyone around them, their family um, you know you're you're signing um, all of their friends and the people that they put around them in terms of their team. You're signing all of that when you sign a player because all of that can have an impact on the sort of public relations fallout in the future. And so, you know, I, I don't know. I guess all the hornets can do is if they truly are committed to signing him is is just try to get a read on all right, you know what's what's the future look like here in terms of probability of something happening in the future that we've got to then explain whether again, whether or not it is directly Miles Bridge's fault or not, that possibility is significantly higher than with any other player on this roster
0: right. We'll see what the new GMs do and what the new front office does under Gay Plotkin and under Rick Schnall. Let's talk about those GMs. Coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast.
2: Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just Who yet. Who will
0: be the new GM? There are a couple of front runners to note. We've discussed them a little bit, but it does look like there are a couple of guys here that are favored more than the others in the pool. We'll get to that in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by Hungry Root. Hungry Root is your partner in healthy living. It's the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality groceries and simple, healthy recipes delivered to your door. You can take a fun, short quiz, and Hungry Root will get to know your personal health goals, what you like to eat, the kitchen appliances you use, even more than that. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all of your grocery needs for the week, and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to good use. Hungry Root has everything from those follows, uh, excuse me, everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It's gotta taste good. It has to be made quickly. It has to contain whole, trusted ingredients, and you can save hours planning, shopping, and cooking with Hungry Root delivering food that you'll love. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Locked On NBA, Locked On Hornets listeners, 40% of your first delivery and free veggies for life. Again, that is uh Hungry Root offering, Locked On NBA listeners and Locked On Hornets listeners, 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to hungryroot.com slash locked on to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's hungryroot.com slash locked on. Don't forget to use the link so they know that we sent you more Locked On Hornets ahead.
2: Veggie salad, yummy, yummy.
0: Okay, we're looking for a new GM here in Charlotte after Mitch Kupchak. Right after the deadline, right after he was cooking with hungry root, looking for a couple <laughs> of new pieces to replenish his bench, he was able to do so, and now they're two and zero. Basically, oh uh, no, they're two and zero since the guys came yeah. back yeah. that they traded for. They're two and one with the awful loss against Milwaukee, but that was a perfect storm of a beatdown, and they didn't have their guys yet. But now they're cooking, now they're rolling. But Mitch Kupchak moves to the advisory role and we have to figure out who the new gm is going to be. We've mentioned this a few times. Jake Fisher was mentioning that the guys that you're hearing most about have a duke tie. Now, at first we brought up Elton Brand, okay? That was pretty easy to bring up because of what he did with Philadelphia. Now, he's still the gm, but here's Daryl Morey, you know, really running the show up there on personnel decisions. We didn't bring up Trajan Langdon, but it is those two guys viewed as the front runner to land the general manager job here with the Charlotte Hornets. Elton Brand, Trajan Langdon. Doug, does Elton Brand scare you as much as it scares a bunch of <laughs> other Hornets fans on my timeline?
2: Yeah, I'm conflicted because I love <laughs> I love the idea that the new owners are looking for general managers and just front office people with previous experience in those roles, right? I, I would I would be more scared if they were looking for kind of a project or a guy that didn't have that because I, I want someone with some cat, some cachet. some so mm-hmm. people that can come in and say, I've done this, trust me, so that the new owners don't get, you know, I, I talked about in the last episode, they've gotten a taste of glory making these changes at the trade <laughs> deadline and having the fans chant the Hornets' name in the arena. Yeah. So I don't want I don't want them to get too in love with with being so hands on like they were at this trade deadline. I want them to bring in experienced people and let them work. So I love that, but then I hear Elton Brand's name and I go, "Whoo, okay," because a lot of Philadelphia 76ers fans would 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 help him to the airport. They would pick up his bags. Maybe don't
0: let him work. They Maybe would pay.
2: They would mm-hmm. pay for his car to the airport. Like a lot of Philadelphia fans, want to see this guy leave because of giving Tobias Harris the contract that they gave him, yeah. giving Al Horford the contract that they were able to get out of, but that really hamstrung them uh, for for a few seasons at least. And so, yeah, there have been a lot of questionable decisions with Elton Brand, and it's why Elton Brand is, like, not the main voice in Philadelphia. He was the main voice, and then Philadelphia said, all right, got to bring some people in here so that you're not the main voice anymore. So, look, if they go with Elton Brand, I hope it's a – it seems like they're, they're looking for a tandem here. It seems like they're looking for president – of operations and general manager so if it's langdon and brand okay I, you know i can live with that wow. but if, if it's just brand i'm a little like Ew.
1: are you scared I mean, david if it's brand is mike Dunlivy <laughs> not on the short list is danny ferry is he not available is i mean no, Coach we K... thought
2: about it we
0: talked about danny ferry for a little bit and we got scared we, we had one segment of one scared. show where we were scared just because we didn't have any information all it was was hey this person has a duke tie wink wink and we're I like mean, yeah. Who is it going to be?
1: Are we sure? Krzyzewski has not thrown his name. And, you know, Why I mean, not? his hat in the ring. Who knows? Uh, the brand thing is interesting because on the one hand, you do kind of like that he was Maury's or or, or or working under Maury for this time being, right? But yeah. on the other hand, I hated uh, the Patrick Beverly giveaway at the trade deadline for, yeah. for Philly. I didn't really understand that. That was a head scratcher, I think, around the league. Um, you, you don't want to pinpoint one uh, thing and, and call him out on that, but, um, the experience thing is interesting, Doug, but I mean, I guess they're just drafting off of USA basketball and continuing the Dukeification of, uh, of the league. I, I suppose that's where the league is, is headed. I mean, you've got a commissioner who went to Duke, uh, you've got Grant Hill running USA basketball. So, you know, if they want to get one of their guys in, in that pool, maybe, maybe this is the backdoor way to do it.
2: Well, both Langdon and brand. Like if you look over the course of their history, they're not afraid to make moves. So if, yeah. if every hire is a reaction to the previous hire, then both of these names make a lot of sense. They're not afraid to use trades. Uh, they're not afraid to sign guys, you know, I mean, to long-term deals. So that, that can be great, or, and that can also be not so great, you know, if you if you yeah. sign the wrong guy. But here's the other thing, too, that I think is interesting. Like, if you do split up the roles, there's a lot more <clears> – <throat> excuse me, fine. There's a lot more to general managing – than just making trades and just, you know, uh, there's a, there's a lot that goes into it that you are managing an organization in terms of scouting department, in terms of bringing all these things in together, working together. And so look, if brand has high marks for doing that in Philadelphia, whereas maybe, you know, there are some questionable deals that you would want someone else having a final say over, then, you know, I'm not like, I'm not terrified of brand being part of this organization. If, there are other voices in the room and it's, it's not just him, uh, you know, captaining the ship.
1: Yeah. I wonder how much they look at similar scenarios. It's hard to find many that are similar to Charlotte, just uh, with the depths of, you know, failure that this pro, that this franchise <laughs> has gone through, but you know, it's a small market team. So, so where do you look for, uh, or how do you like how some other small market teams have done it? How have they built, you know, Philly is a is big market. They've had a superstar forever. They've tried to build around it. Uh, New Orleans, a little bit of a similar situation, right? They had Zion. Then they they, they had to make a few trades. They did bring in a, a trade with C.J. McCollum. So they've made some moves that, like, Charlotte has not been able to do since they've gotten the Lamella ball piece. So, you know, maybe they're looking at it from that standpoint. I, I don't know. We haven't gotten much um, read on, on their thinking about it, but that's what I would like to see. You do want to see someone... Who is willing to, you know, make the moves that it's that is going to require outside of the draft? I think um, to to build a uh, to build a contender, to build a competitive team out there. So that's what I would be looking for: some someone who has some success there. And to your point, Doug, you mentioned it again today and yesterday, like the scouting department that there needs to be some sort of leadership top down around how they're going to build this franchise moving forward. And so whoever comes in I would hope that would be their focus too
0: you know the first player Elton Brand ever signed as the GM of the Philadelphia 76ers Emeka Okafor he's coming back <sighs> Elton Brand gonna be that guy I'm looking at all of the trades that he's been a participant in and there's not many that he's won I can tell you that yeah no so that's the problem with Elton Brand how if many were James Harden trade though Well, I mean, you can see the Jimmy Butler trade is that that's the saga to follow because he trades for Jimmy Butler and gets Jimmy to help him out. They win 50 wins. They get 50 wins in his first season as GM 51 31. And that was one of the first moves that he made. Right. So like you have a a few signings here and there and then that's when on uh, like just a couple months later after him getting that job. He trades Jared Bayless, Robert Covington, Dario Saric, 2022 second round draft pick to Minnesota for Jimmy Butler and Justin Patton. And so that's great. You get Jimmy and then you move on from Jimmy because you picked the wrong people with Philadelphia. And then Jimmy goes to Miami, drags them to an NBA finals appearance a couple of times. And then that that's the thing that people are going to, you know, look at first and foremost with Elton. There's just a lot of trades that he makes and I'm not sure that he's coming out on the right side of it. So it, it feels like Langdon is the guy that everybody wants right like Trajan Langdon has become the favorite of the Hornets fan base not the favorite to land the job maybe he's one of the two but he is the favorite of the fan base if they could choose I think it would be that guy
2: uh, well Langdon also did the deal with the Hornets for Devontae Graham and that didn't work out swimmingly for New Orleans True too. They, they had to unwind that's that but deal. so but that's the whole thing right yeah <laughs> You know, Mitch doesn't have many of those on his record in Charlotte because he didn't do anything. Like sometimes when you do stuff, yeah. sometimes you get it wrong and sometimes you get it right. And and as a general manager, I don't know. You don't necessarily have a hundred percent control over how right it goes or how wrong it goes, but you try to make moves that feel like you're you're moving in a certain direction and have a certain philosophy. The 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 thing about brand that I have a question on, and I want to do some. I think we need to go to Locked On Sixers and and get some intel on this, like, how is he not fired in Philadelphia? You, like, you read off the, those mm-hmm. trades, and you look at the Horford deal and the Tobias Harris deal. Like, they, they obviously they, they made a shift, but he wasn't fired. There's got to be something that he does within the organization that may not be talked about as loudly as a trade or a free agent signing. it has got to be something that he does that's positive because he's been able to hang around that organization for a long time.
1: So, are they placing? That that would be the question, right? Are they
2: Is it all on brand? I mean, um, that Maury, would scare me. That's what I'm telling right. you. That would yeah. scare me if it's brand plus yeah. whatever. Then you know, all right. Well, let's talk. Let's you know they would. But here's the thing: the Hornets would have to do a good job of communicating exactly why they feel like Brand is the right guy and what he brings. And they, they would need to sell that. You know, I don't think yeah. you need to sell Langdon. You don't need to sell Gansey from Cleveland. Those those sell themselves. It's like look what they did in the pre, with their previous teams. Brand, that's gonna require some branding.
1: Did he make the call to sign Kyle Lowry? Because if so, he's out. Okay. That's that's an immediate red flag. Uh I don't care if he's up from up there, but uh yeah, I mean and they can't be going down the road of selling this as a as a Duke guy i mean i know that was the hint that jake fisher made but they can't be doing that right they can't be coming that I back to that selling point yeah. yeah right 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 i mean and not you know just for area ties and whatnot but um yeah guys i, I don't know you never want to take someone that everyone else is happy to see gone right you never want to take that <laughs> no, you don't that philly guy so um but it's a totally different scenario that's what i mean i mean yeah. you're dealing with a superstar situation you're trying to make moves at every turn that are going to either add the last piece or a a piece that's going to help you get to a title. So they've had their own hurdles to get over there in Philadelphia. It's a totally different situation here. Um, You know, would, would he be up for that? Would he be up for building from the ground up and, and trying to build around a young roster? Uh, You know, who knows? Uh, But, but this is going to be a fascinating uh, choice and, and really like, this ownership group has done a few things is getting a lot of credit right now for for this two game win streak and i love it but this is i mean this will be you know this is obviously a massive massive hire uh how are they going to brand this uh moving forward for this team so uh it's 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 time to make some decisions here and, and
0: really put their stamp on this team It is, and they feel like they've done it already, at least a little bit. But this is the big one, right? Like this is pretty much the last move you make before, and unless you change head coaches, that's the thing. But this is pretty much the last move that you make if you are the ownership before before your if your ownership before you just let everything else fall into. You are assembling, you are assembling your team, Yeah. yeah, and then you know then we'll figure out what happens with the coach. But in an ideal world, all right, as far as what the owners are doing, you hire the GM, then you let the GM hire the basketball coach and so in reality there are a couple of different ways to just go ahead and call this this is the last thing that the owners need to do as far as a basketball building standpoint and then now what you do is you just open up your checkbook and allow the GM to go out there and get whoever he wants on the roster and get whatever coach he wants, and then let that coach get whatever coaching assistance that he wants. And that doesn't seem to have been the case for a long time here in Charlotte. Let's move on. One more segment to go coming up next on the lockdown Hornets podcast. Don't go
2: to sleep on the Hornets just yet.
0: David is here and it's the last game we're going to have before we reach uh, all star weekend up in Indianapolis. And so David is going to talk about the jerseys and all things all star weekend coming up in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors, passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy, and it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and even more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or you get your money back because with eBay motors, you're burning rubber. You're not burning cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home the win. Keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. eligible items, only exclusions apply eBay guaranteed fit only available to us customers. One more segment to go lockdown Hornets. All right, David, take us on this all-star journey that we go on annually. Like the jerseys, they've been revealed. I feel like I kind of like them. I need to look at them again. But from the first glance that I got, I feel like they're the best in a while. All-star festivities. What are you looking at first and foremost here, David? This is your show now. Take us away.
1: Oh, okay. Well, if I if it's my show, I just want to go back to one thing. Do we need to cut the incestuous ties with New Orleans? Uh, if we're going for GM, you know, front runners, do we just need to say, listen, you do your thing, we'll do ours and, and we'll see how it goes.
2: Well, I like the idea of taking anything from New Orleans. Okay. All like right. If we're yeah, yeah. taking okay. something from New Orleans. I'm totally for that. Okay. You, right, it,
0: you mean the city edition uniforms too like you feel like that's a little too close to new orleans as no, well I'm on, no i'm on board with our, ours okay. this year you know yeah no
1: no those are those are great i, okay, feel, I, I feel agree like me yeah. and you it feels like speaking different. of uniforms doug you're on board with the all-star uniforms this year right you remember they're 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 uh they're red and blue uh they've got a little bit of a pinstripe they're by far the best ones i think we've seen at least recently, from Jordan Brand. I feel like, Walker, they tried to bring in a little uh, nod to the Hoosiers there in the Hoosier State yeah, because it those three like stripes, it. you know, it looks like that. and uh, Or if you want to call them racing stripes, whatever you want to call them. So on board with the uniforms. And, you know, I'm trying to figure out why they're playing the celebrity game in Lucas Oil Stadium. Are they just going to open the doors up? I mean, that is the football stadium, right? Like it that's, is, <laughs> it is, is. a place for that game. They usually play that in like, uh, uh you know, I uh, I don't know, an aircraft carrier, or not an aircraft carrier, but like a like a like a storage facility or
2: something. Yeah, like a weird place. Yeah, but here, yeah. so so this is weird. But we have experience from the NCAA tournament with playing games in big football stadiums. And what do they always mm-hmm. say? It makes sometimes it makes shooting. More difficult because the the depth is. Look, these celebrities can't shoot anyway. Like it's gonna make they're they're gonna score like it's gonna like it's gonna be like one of those purple and white games that they do with the camp kids, you know, at halftime. Yeah, like it's gonna be like a four to six final score.
0: No, it's a great point, and the other thing that you always have to watch out for is the floor is raised when you play at a football stadium, and so now I feel like we're going to be see we're going to see people fall when they go back to the bench because they just have no clue where the court ends. They're looking up, and then boom, there they go. They topple over, and now they've scraped their knee. Okay, well now and- you're
2: selling me on it because that would be a great TikTok <laughs> oh, moment. You know, bring a celebrity down a peg. Like you know, if it happens to a professional athlete, you're mm. like, oh, but you know, a celebrity as long as they're not seriously hurt, that could make Uh-oh. for a good viral moment. <laughs>
1: Listen, guys, not only is the court going to be raised, this is a new LED court. Have you guys read about this? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, no, All-new, innovative LED court, which will carry an endless amount of animation capabilities throughout the game, a lot like Doug's uh, Vision Pro uh, h- headset there. Uh, what are you talking such about? Such as di- a dynamic three-point line, court graphics, and much more, much more than court graphics. Maybe lasers. Maybe they'll have to dodge some stuff. I don't know. Additionally, additionally, the game will see the return of the fan favorite four point, four <laughs> Ruffles four point Ridgeline. Is there no shame? Is there no shame? Fan favorite, no shame? Fan favorite oh, Ruffles amazing.
2: Ridgeline. The fans can't As, stop talking. Every time yeah, I no. every time I go to an All Star game YouTube video, all the comments are like, I can't wait for that Ruffles Ridgeline four point shot to make its return. Well, what,
0: what's funny is that we we <laughs> tried to experiment as much as we could with the court during the play-in tournament, and now we're just turning it up to 100, and now this yeah. thing is on steroids for the Celebrity All-Star game, which, by the way, is exactly where you should be trying this thing Exactly. Out. I do not expect to see good basketball, but I do expect to see excellent graphics and animation on this thing, and I'm here for the Ruffles four-point shot.
1: I do want to see that. I mean, they should have been taking the MTV rock and jock model for you young kids. Go YouTube it. It was fantastic. Uh, they should be doing that all along, right? Like 50-point shots.
0: Why stop at four?
1: <laughs> Why are we stopping at four points? Let's make this thing interesting. 25-point shot in the corner. So I am looking forward to seeing the court. We don't really need to run down the rosters because, truthfully, we don't know any of these people. Um, We're aging out. Seven, we are aging out of this. Right. Yeah. And that's no shot. Look, we shouldn't really know any, I guess, at this point. We've got several uh, content creators, if you oh, will, thank God. several uh, uh, basketball entertainers, <laughs> whatever that is. <laughs> and then we've got a chef. Um, and, you know, as I was looking okay. at these rosters, I was chef like, Curry. there's got to be, you know, why don't you just get Pat McAfee out there? Well, guess what? Guess who's your special guest appearance?
0: Oh, uh, Pat McAfee. Oh, yeah. A man, that's all
1: right. a man that loves the NBA All-Star game. We all know Can't this. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. So shout out to ESPN for really, really reaching deep and, uh, and stocking this stocking these rosters. You got 50 cent on one side. You got Lil Wayne on the other. It's really just turned into a live action first take. I mean, that's what this game is. It's like, let's give each of the first take people rosters and give them mics
0: and, you know, we'll mic them up. So look, profit. looking forward to the court. What What's so funny, too, is is I was comparing this to 2019 when the All-Star Game was here in Charlotte, mm. and they were playing at Bojangles. The Celebrity right, All-Star Game was at Bojangles. So now here we are. It was at Bojangles Coliseum. Oh, I was going to say, now to if it was at an, 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 an
2: actual Bojangles, that would have been entertaining, I think. Just, just make it an it. actual <laughs> parking lot Bojangles. That would be great.
0: That would be great, but now it's it's very different than Lucas Oil Stadium, which is much bigger. Like the RCA Dome back in the day would have been a little better, or something that suited this game better, in my opinion. And Lucas Oil, beautiful from the I've never been, I've never been inside, I've never watched a game there, but I've seen it from the outside. It's impressive. I just never thought it would house a basketball game, but here we are.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they are doing that. They are doing Saturday night in there as well. So you'll have the Skills Challenge, everybody's favorite. The starry three-point contest, the slam dunk. Of course, I do want to come back to the slam dunk real quick, but then this Steph versus Sabrina three-point challenge. Where do you guys stand on this? Because they're using two different balls, two different lines. Um, I, I don't really care about that. I think it'll be fun. I think I think this is cool. I just hope they don't cheese it up too much, right? Just let's 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 do this. Let's see who makes the most shots.
2: Disagree entirely. I think you want to cheese it up more. The that more, makes sense. Go ahead. Uh, no, exactly. Sour cream cheese ruffles, ruffles, nine-point shot, sour yeah. cream Ruffled and cheddar. Maybe sour okay. cream and cheddar. Exactly. That's what I want. I want all the cheese. <laughs> That's the thing. This thing should be ridiculous. It should be fun all the way through. I don't care about three-point shot records. I don't care about mm. uh, you know the sanctity of the slam dunk contest anymore. I just think, look, well. they should just throw everything at the wall at this point. And and make it as gonzo as possible.
0: Well, no, well, I so and I'm with you on most of that stuff. I kind of do though, just the I want to see who is the better shooter in their sport yeah, right now. Yeah. Like like right now, I, I really want to see that competition. And I mean, I think it's Steph Curry, but Sabrina is just going nuclear this year. And so I would like to see. Given the rules that she plays under, given the rules that Steph plays under, I like that call. I don't want to give Sabrina a men's basketball because that's not what she plays with. She plays with a different basketball. She plays with a different three-point line. So shoot in the conditions that you normally shoot in. Have Steph shoot in the conditions that he normally shoots in. And let's see who's better at the thing that they do. I would, and and I, I dress I them in
2: dinosaur them. costumes. That's all I'm saying. They should both be dressed in dinosaur <laughs> costumes. Okay.
0: Stephosaurus. Okay, okay. We, we can I, see him go out there and play Sabrina.
1: I did think Sabrina. I
2: thought
1: I, I, I thought Sabrina said she may shoot from the men's line anyway, but it that's doesn't matter. matter. She all. shoots from she shoots from back there regardless. Like it's not like she can't shoot from 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 the NBA or three point range. But whatever, that's fine. The one thing on the slam dunk, Doug. I want to say we have an all star competing in the slam dunk this year. Okay, Jalen Brown wow. has taken it upon himself to bring back the sanctity of the All-Star comp- the All Star Slam Dunk competition. He's going up against a G-League, or wait, has Mac McClung, I- did he get signed again? Uh, he's, he's got a few more days to get signed to an NBA contract <laughs> like he did last year. Um, so y- everyone out there, I implore you, you- you've got to be rooting for Jalen Brown in this thing. Okay, we've got to get uh, actual All-Stars back in this competition. It's the only thing that's ever going to make it fun again. So salute, hats off to Jalen Brown for being willing to go into this thing because no one else will. I, I, I thought Obi Toppin was in this thing. It's his brother. It's not even Obi Toppin. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's the wrong Toppin.
1: Yeah, so so yeah, I don't know, guys. I I will always look forward to the slam dunk, no matter how dumb it is. Yeah, I'm always um, gonna watch it. You know, yeah. it's it's always should be a thing. Go ahead, Doug. You, you're percolating on some things.
2: Well, what's interesting about this one, from from solely my perspective, this is not going to be interesting really to anyone else. So th- I'm glad I'm bringing it up on the show.
0: No, it's a great tease. I'm glad yeah, I'm, yeah, we should yeah. leave the next segment with that.
2: But I haven't really researched anything with All Star Weekend this year. I've been there's a lot swirling around the Branson world right now, and I haven't really gotten in depth on the all-star weekend. And so I'm going to be coming at this thing with fresh eyes, with maybe less cynical eyes. And, and with, look, like I'm ready for an all-star break, probably more so than any season in the past couple of years. I just need mm-hmm. a breather. Even though Hornets basketball is really exciting right now. Like I could just use uh, some other basketball in my life. And so um, I'm interested to see how all of this appeals to me, feels to me, Uh, Now that I'm not like just so totally invested in it. Okay, I just want to have a good time. That's what I'm saying. Cheese it up. Give me a good time.
1: Just cheese it up for Doug. Dude. Give him some ruffles. A good time Give him as well. Some dip. Uh, we zoom right past the Rising Stars game, which is the only event during the weekend where we'll have a Hornets representative. Of course, Brandon Miller will be on. I don't know somebody's team. Who cares? uh But they're doing it again with the. You know, they do the semifinal. They play basically two competitions, and then they have a final game. I kind of like that. I, I think the Rising Stars is always fun. I believe they'll get the G Leaguers involved again. It's certainly where you'll see some of the future stars in this game. And, and I look forward to kind of Brandon Miller maybe maybe putting a little stamp on this little mini run he's had up until the All-Star break, having a good showing out there, showing some of these people who have not watched the Hornets at all uh, what he can do. Now, it's not exactly built for the mid-range, uh, but you know maybe he gets uh, a couple possessions to, to knock down some clutch shots or something like that, and we could look forward to seeing him putting on a little show of his own in the Rising Stars Challenge.
2: Oh, i I like the little mini gamification of that of yeah. that event and I would say I want that to spread across the events because I think that's one thing that MLS does right in terms of their all-star weekend like they have their they have the game uh, which I think they do like USA versus world but they have a lot of little skillsy challenge events um, mm-hmm. that are around the weekend and yeah just showcase all of the just showcase all of the little parts of the game. I think just doing. I just think they should throw as much at us as possible, and then
1: I don't. Yeah,
2: and then I, figure I out what why,
1: works. I don't know why they don't have a passing competition, right? A a target of some sort, or like you have to do a behind the back pass. You have to do a. You're saying the skills
0: the challenge doesn't do it. Throwing it in the in the little tiny hula hoop thing. Yeah, I can't either. believe I like they're, they're, they're
2: still doing that. Like I can't believe. <laughs> I that we have not innovated off of that. Like why, why would they of all the events? Why would they be scared to innovate on that particular event?
0: It's bizarre. What's, well, what's and it's doing? funny because I went to here. So it, it feels like I played in the future compared to what the skills challenge brings. When I went to a facility in Indianapolis, by the way, Fred Jones facility, yep. former Slam Dunk champion himself. Yep. So Fred Jones facility, he's got something really cool where you have this big wall of screens that have targets that pop up and then you can throw the basketball to the targets and that's what I was doing that with a couple of my siblings and we went there as a family and that was pretty fun. And so I go. wonder if you could bring that to the all-star game yes. and all you gotta yes. do is just shift it over from Fred Jones facility. It's there. It's it's like a, you know, 15 minute drive. It's not even so that's it's easy. Cool. You it's easy. That. So all yeah. right. anything else? Is that what you want to end on? Last but not least east versus
1: west again okay uh we're going back to that we're eschewing whatever they were doing before with the picks that went downhill so fast with the primetime picks and all the drama that came with it and everybody whining about being picked last and yada yada yada
0: actually i don't know maybe are they still doing that i don't know I they think were they're picking just, i don't think people i don't know if people were getting mad about getting picked last anymore at least i don't remember yeah, the last couple yeah. of years but, but this is east versus west you.
1: again as it should be I like that uh for all. All the marbles, guys, all the pride that comes with winning that trophy. I guess they still have it on <laughs> Sunday night. So, yeah, that'll be fun. All of it. This of feels it. like
2: Fine. Adam Silver pulling the car over and being like, all right, last chance. Okay. East versus, we're going back to East versus West. You've been whining. We're going to do this, but compete now or, you know, I'm going to take, the, I'm going to turn this piece, car so. around. I'm going to take this away from you. <laughs> no more All yeah. Star game.
0: The problem is it's going to be like the Pro Bowl where, you know, people keep watching it, so they got to keep doing it. And it's the Pro Bowl that is so terrible. That's our show. uh, yeah i mean it's terrible it clearly is a terrible product yet the it's not like they're throwing it up there because no one wants to watch it despite everyone telling you they don't want to watch it they're making the product for the reason and you know here's the all-star break where it's the same thing people are going to watch it still uh, i don't even know what the ratings are the last few years but there's still going to be enough entertainment for you to bring it up it's not good david I can't
1: imagine it's great.
0: <laughs> well, you know, maybe you know, they're not watching it as much, but they, I but maybe know. they just need to go get it. They need to go get the ratings. Yeah. and they're trying to figure out how to get that. To
2: day. me, it's a really simple solution, especially right now when you have Denver and Utah. I mean, I'm sorry, Denver competing, uh, Minnesota, Denver and Minnesota competing uh, for the top spot in the West, and you've got Milwaukee as a contender in the East. All you have to do is go to these teams and say, "All right, home court." in the finals. That's what's at stake because that nobody wants happen. to go to those cities. Like, you don't want to go to Denver. That's how you get the Miamis and the L.A.s and the, you know, that's how you get those guys to compete, right? You say, I'm going to threaten you with a trip to Denver if you don't get this right. Four games in Denver. You don't want that.
0: <laughs> I like taking a page from what baseball used to do and, and and even if they got rid of it. Nope, we're bringing it back, <laughs> but we're bringing it back to the NBA <laughs> world. That'll do it. Great breakdown for All-Star Weekend from David Hopping with us. Making the weekly appearance and you can follow him him on twitter for his all-star takes at david b walker you can find doug on his sub stack every hornets box you can listen to me wfnz every weekday from 12 to 3 p.m Thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for making a, a making us. I can talk. Your first listen every single day, and you can catch us anywhere you get your podcast. That includes YouTube. We're going to continue to give you content. We have one more game to recap before we get to All Star Break. Streaking action! They're streaking. You know what they say about if you win two, all right, that's back to back. But if you win three, that's officially a streak. That's well, back. We to have back. a winning streak to talk about tomorrow. Stay tuned. We'll see you then.